This is SymphonyCast from APM American Public Media. I'm Valerie Kaler, sitting in for Julia Mocker. We are at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Center this week with the Nashville Symphony, focusing the spotlight on a few of their own players. I have to say that personally, accompanying and making music with soloists is one of the best part of my job just because it turns it, the whole thing into chamber ensemble. And the fact that I get to do it with the regular members of the orchestra is even more special. Conductor Giancarlo Guerrero leads the Nashville Symphony in a piece he says is one of his favorites, Brahms' Double Concerto, featuring concertmaster Jun Iwasaki and principal cellist Kevin Bate. That concerto is ahead, after an exquisitely mournful tone poem from Sibelius. Welcome to APM Symphony Cast. Conductor Giancarlo Guerrero was inspired to program The Swan of Tuonela by Jean Sibelius because the Nashville Symphony has a fabulous English horn player, Tamara Winston. He says the piece really showcases an instrument that doesn't often get to be a soloist in the orchestra. And he especially loves to feature his own players. We have the guest soloists that come in and out uh, every single week, but uh, audiences always love to root for the home team. And in this case, uh, giving a chance to an instrument that in many cases never gets an opportunity, I think it's fantastic. And the Swan of Tonella really does that. According to the Finnish national epic known as the Kalevala, Tuonela is the underworld. It's surrounded by a river whose dark waters are patrolled by Tuonelan Jotsen, the swan of Tuonela, who guards the denizens of the afterlife while singing a beautiful, mournful melody. The Nashville Symphony gave this concert with one foot still in pandemic mode. A big part of the decision had to do with repertoire that was small enough that we could still have some level of distancing, performing repertoire that was small enough. And this actually, in many ways, almost expanded the repertoire for many orchestras because we started doing repertoire that normally under you know, regular circumstances we would never do. So the idea of doing the Sibelius Swan of Tuonela, which is actually for uh, strings, a very small wind configuration and a solo English horn was perfect. Jean Sibelius gives voice to the swan by way of the English horn, played here by Tamara Winston. Giancarlo Guerrero conducts the Nashville Symphony in The Swan of Tuonela by Sibelius on SymphonyCast.
The mournful but gorgeous sound of the English horn perfectly captures the mood, the voice, the spirit of the melancholy guardian of the Finnish underworld, the Swan of Quinella. Tamara Winston played the English horn, and Giancarlo Guerrero led the Nashville Symphony. Guerrero said that Tamara Winston's beautiful playing was one reason he thought of programming the Swan of Tuonela. He loves it when members of the Nashville Symphony get a turn in the spotlight. In the case of the Brahms Double Concerto, it's the same idea of showcasing, you know, some of the members of the orchestra. In this case, our concertmaster, Juni Wasaki, and our principal cello, Kevin Bate. And uh, they did a fabulous job doing this piece. I mean, the Brahms Double Concerto is one of my absolute favorite pieces, just also because of the fact that it showcases the friendship between the two soloists and the fact that they work together on their day job as members of the Nashville Symphony. The Brahms Concerto for Violin and Cello is a beloved part of the Romantic repertoire and has been under the fingers of our soloists for most of their playing lives. Nashville Symphony principal cellist Kevin Bates says he's been playing it since high school and considers himself lucky every time he gets a chance to perform it. It's not quite the same as some other concertos. There are two soloists to begin with, and it's almost like a symphony that has soloists. It's not a concerto like something by Haydn where the solo line is, that's the soloist. The orchestra is just providing a little bit of padding. It's really a dialogue between the orchestra and both of the soloists. Violinist Jun Iwasaki says that dialogue changes each time you play it. Every time you do it, you know, with a different cellist, it, it opens up different ideas and possibilities. And I, I enjoyed collaborating with Kevin and hearing what, what he has done before and his ideas and then me sharing my ideas and kind of putting them together to make it ours, so to say. The dialogue isn't just between the violin and the cello, of course. As Kevin mentioned earlier, the orchestra is involved in the conversation, too. That's one of the tricky parts of any concerto, to have a meeting of the musical minds between the soloists and the many members of an orchestra. But Kevin Bates says that's a place where Giancarlo Guerrero really shines as a conductor. He has some of the best hand technique as far as following and catching soloists. It's really a pleasure to work with him. He's so exact. His He's Giancarlo is a he's a conductor, but he is also a percussionist. So his rhythm and his accuracy is spot on all the time. He's he's very, very good at keeping the orchestra exactly together and following just little tiny whims of, of soloists. He's very, very good at uh, accompanying. When the Nashville Symphony gave this concert in 2022, June Iwasaki was their concertmaster. He's since taken the position of concertmaster for the Kansas City Symphony. But, says Kevin Bate, they're still pals. June and I are good friends. We have like a, a symphony fantasy football league that we're in together. We're, I think we're playing against each other this week, actually. And unfortunately, he's beating me. In fact, says Bate, the whole orchestra feels like family. The Nashville Symphony, is, it's just a really nice place to be. It's a very like family type feeling. We all get along really well. The theme of friendship, of conversation, of give and take is central to the ethos of the Nashville Symphony and to the concerto we're about to hear them play. When violinist Josef Joachim's marriage was falling apart and heading toward divorce, he was also dealing with another estrangement, that from his longtime pal and collaborator, Johannes Brahms. 
Brahms, it seems, had taken the ladies' side in this battle. Time passed with no word between the old friends. But then Brahms began work on a promised commission, a concerto for the cellist in Josef Joachim's string quartet. As a gesture of friendship and musical good sense, Brahms worked the cello concerto into one for cello and violin. One of history's most dramatic and loveliest olive branches. Violinist Jun Iwasaka and cellist Kevin Bate out in front of their friends in the Nashville Symphony. Giancarlo Guerrero conducts the double concerto by Johannes Brahms on SymphonyCast. Thank you. 
the concerto in A minor for violin, cello, and orchestra, commonly known as the Double Concerto by Johannes Brahms. It featured violinist June Iwasaka and cellist Kevin Bate, and Giancarlo Guerrero led the Nashville Symphony. Coming up, a sister's tribute to a beloved brother, Jennifer Higdon's Blue Cathedral, just ahead on Symphony Cast. Welcome back to Symphony Cast. I'm Valerie Kaler, sitting in for Julie Almacher. We're at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Center in Nashville this week with the Nashville Symphony and conductor Giancarlo Guerrero. The second half of our concert displays two master orchestrators. Ravel's impossibly charming Mother Goose Suite is ahead. But first, Jennifer Higdon's Blue Cathedral, a piece that conductor Giancarlo Guerrero says really put Higdon on the map. It's a fantastic piece dedicated to her brother, Andrew Blue, who passed away, unfortunately. And uh, this piece is very, very personal uh, for for Jennifer. She used actually calls for instruments that are incredibly unusual, unusual, and that when you program it and you rent the parts from her, she sends these instruments out. And some of them are Chinese reflex uh, uh, prayer balls that the orchestra actually shakes at the end of the piece and creates this wonderful effect along with wine glasses and how many of us have done this at parties where you start uh, you know circling the rim and you create this wonderful sound but in this case these are actual pitches so she sends out the glass with the actual lines where you have to fill up the glass to get the F sharp and the D's and the A's so it's actually a fun piece to play and even on top of that she uses a prepared piano which John Cage the great American composer used to use which is to inside the piano put screws and bolts to change the sounds of the piano she does that at the end with a couple of uh, of, of the notes so in my opinion it's one of in one of the great orchestration experiences that I think uh, Jennifer brought out and I can see that, that why this piece really became almost her her calling card Jennifer Higdon was asked to write a piece in honor of the Curtis Institute's 75th anniversary and as she started thinking about this commission she said she was pondering the question what makes a life. She had just lost her younger brother, Andrew Blue, and she said this made her, quote, reflect on the amazing journeys that we all make in our lives, crossing paths with so many individuals, singularly and collectively. Her composition is meant to express the individual and the group, with a special personal element as well. She plays the flute, and her brother played clarinet, so she included solos for both instruments in her composition. 
The older sibling, the flute, comes in first. Then the clarinet joins the dialogue. But the flute drops out, leaving the clarinet to progress. Upward, onward, skyward, heavenward. Giancarlo Guerrero conducts the Nashville Symphony in Blue Cathedral by Jennifer Higdon on SymphonyCast.
The individual and the collective, crossing paths, recrossing, drifting away from each other. Jennifer Higdon's Blue Cathedral was written in honor of the Curtis Institute of Music's 75th anniversary, but also as a remembrance of Higdon's brother, Andrew Blue, who'd passed away not too long before she started envisioning the composition. She says blue is the sky where all possibilities soar, and cathedrals are a place of thought, of growth, spiritual expression, a doorway into and out of this world. We heard the Nashville Symphony play Blue Cathedral by Jennifer Higdon. It's a piece that conductor Giancarlo Guerrero says is so imaginatively orchestrated, something it has in common with the final piece on the program, Maurice Ravel's Mother Goose Suite. It started life as a suite for piano, four hands. That's two pianists side by side at the keyboard. Ravel conceived of the piece as a way to encourage some young friends of his to practice the piano by creating a musical world inhabited by fairies and ogres, beasts and princesses. Soon after the first version came out, Ravel's publisher asked him to create an orchestration. It's just full of remarkable scene painting, the magical birds chirping in an enchanted garden, a gruff, bassoony beast chatting with a clarinet beauty, a young woman bathing amidst pagodas under the watchful eye of attendants playing lutes made of almond shells. Giancarlo Guerrero conducts the Nashville Symphony in the Mother Goose Suite by Maurice Ravel. Settle in and imagine you've just heard those magic words once upon a time.
Maurice Ravel's Mother Goose Suite, music originally written for piano four hands, but later orchestrated by Ravel. Lucky for us, because Ravel was a master orchestrator, a wizard with color and timbre. That performance featured the Nashville Symphony, led by Giancarlo Guerrero on SymphonyCast. I'm Valerie Kaler. The Nashville Symphony was in the spotlight on this week's Symphony Cast, featuring the Swan of Tuonela by Jean Sibelius, the Double Concerto by Johannes Brahms, Jennifer Higdon's Blue Cathedral, and the Mother Goose Suite by Maurice Ravel. In our remaining time, we'll hear one more performance featuring the Nashville Symphony, again led by John Carlo Guerrero. This is Harmony Lara by John Adams on Symphony Cast.
Harmony Lera by John Adams. That performance featured the Nashville Symphony with Giancarlo Guerrero at the podium on Symphony Cast. You can listen to this week's show featuring performances from the Nashville Symphony from our website, yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. And from our website, you can also download free music and like us on Facebook. That's yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. APM Symphony Cast is produced by Daniel Nass with technical director Michael Osborne. I'm Valerie Kaler. Join us again next time on Symphony Cast. This is APM American Public Media, sharing the power of classical music.